Hey, welcome to Simple Theology, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life by examining various aspects of the Christian faith. I'm Robert Kane, and I'm doing this intro solo. No Rick, but Rick will be joining me on the podcast. And today, we are not continuing our series through Joel, but in fact, we're picking up a little bit of a controversy that is taking place in the denomination that our church is part of, the SBC. But it's a little bit of a tussle between Russell Moore and Mike Stone. And Doug Wilson, who is no stranger to controversy, has written an article that we think is very helpful in thinking through this. So we just wanted to walk through that and what it looks like for Christians to interact with Christians that they disagree with. Yeah, yeah, that's the goal for sure. I mean, I, and I would love it to be done, done. I mean, every, everything painted, all the trim painted, every like, all the toe kick, all, all that stuff done. Yeah. So we we uh, just finished our kitchen. Yeah. This week. What 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 was the the, the final the final piece the final piece we had been waiting on for the last year plus was putting the side piece on at the end of the mm-hmm. counter to cover the side of the dishwasher. Yeah. And we had it for a while. We just needed to buy the brackets to yeah. screw it into the ground and screw it into the, the countertop and make sure it was firm. And we did it this past week. Way to go. Felt really good. Oh, Bob Vila to have, here. have that project totally done. Yes. Felt great. But okay. Um, Rick. Rob. What are we talking about? We're, projects we're not, right now. We're not talking about Joel, even though I prepped a little bit for that this morning. That's right. We're talking about... Well, we're talking about Rob's trying to sue me because I want <laughs> Defamation to... of character. <laughs> I want to... What I've said about Rob on the podcast... Because you ruined my has, run for SBC president. <laughs> that's right, his reputation. That's no, it. so there is a... Um, <laughs> I, I shouldn't make light of this, but once again... <laughs> A kind of a dust up in the SBC world. Stop. I know. It only happens. What once do you mean a, once again? It only happens once a month. I haven't heard of any other dust <laughs> dust up this week. They're very rare. Um, but yeah, so Rob is Rob's more connected to this than I am. But in the Southern Baptist Convention, um, there was a big election this past uh, June where they voted for SBC president, which was a one year term. SBC pres. And um, the winner this year is Ed Litton, who is now. In his own scandal of plagiarism, which has yet to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was a guy who was kind of the, the next runner-up, Mike Stone. And Mike Stone, pr- according to him, and probably a lot of people, he probably would have won the election Yeah, had Russell Moore, another big SBC heavyweight, not leaked, air quote, a letter. <laughs> big air quotes. <laughs> months ago, pretty much slamming Mike Stone yeah. and the SBC Executive Committee for their handling of certain allegations. Yep. And I know that's a, I cover, I brushed over a lot of things right there. I oh, don't yeah. want to offend anyone. Um, but for today's episode, yeah, so they... Let's, let's just do a caveat real quick. Caveat, Before yeah, we go any further this episode. Idea. We are going to brush over a lot. Yeah. And we are not going to get all the details. And that's true. If, yes. if you want more details, please do research on your own. But this we typically keep these episodes around a half hour. You can't fit everything in a half hour. Okay, fit it so in thirty hours. Listen to other podcasts, read other articles. Yes, watch other YouTube videos. Like, right. do do whatever you need to do. 
we are touching on one aspect of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so with that, Mike Stone, Pastor Mike Stone from a church in Georgia, um, Emmanuel Baptist Church, I think. Is it Georgia? I thought it was Georgia. Florida. Maybe it is. Thanks, Georgia. All right, whatever. Keep going. Um, is bringing a defamation lawsuit against Russell Moore. Um, it is Georgia. Claiming that um, Moore's, again, his letter defamed him, is now has is going has and is going to bring him a loss of business, a loss of revenue, yeah, so, a so loss we should, of reputation. Exactly. We should read that. And um, yada, yada, yada. Yada, yada, yada. So, so you, you got that? Uh, I'm that getting up. it. So the point is, is, it, is this okay for one Christian brother to be suing another Christian brother, um, especially over something that is an issue of words and yeah, so that, that is what we're getting into. And just to provide a little bit more info, just adding on to what you said. Mm-hmm. So the SBC met in early to mid-June. And just to clarify, yeah, this isn't an SBC podcast. But no. this, is a con- this is a story in which we want to talk a little bit more about the, the biblical case of lawsuits and all those things. Yeah, and, It's kind and, of a launching pad for that yeah, conversation. And, and our church... Our church plant, Citizens Church, mm-hmm. is an SBC church. That's right. We love the SBC. Yeah. We're in the SBC. We're not planning on getting out of the yes. SBC anytime soon. Not in the next couple of weeks anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, primarily because the the Baptist faith and message we are on board with. Mm-hmm. If and they, no one else has that message. <laughs> that's right. If if things were to change, where they change the statement of faith in a direction that we can't be on board with, yeah. then okay, then we start to have those conversations. Or if mm-hmm. there's just a mountain of evidence, and of course I know mountain is subjective to whoever you ask. For some people, there already is. But if things go a certain direction and it does not seem to be turning around, then we would have those conversations. There's been some stuff recently with CRT. There's been some mm-hmm. stuff recently with women as pastors that have raised eyebrows, yeah. that have made people uncomfortable. And some people in their discomfort have decided to leave, which that's entirely their decision. And I don't even fault some of them for that. We're just... We haven't crossed that line okay. for our church. So yeah. this this conversation um, is not our my way of saying the SBC is messed up. We're out of here. Like, we love the SBC. I went to Southern Seminary. It's an SBC seminary. Um, very much so on board with the SBC. Discouraged by some of the stuff that's going on, but have not lost hope. So all that to say, the SBC annual convention met in early to mid-June in 2020, and there were four people mm-hmm. that were going to be nominated for president because you don't actually know who's who you're going to be voting for for president until mm-hmm. you get there. There's it's kind of a free for all. Yeah, there, there's like rumblings like who is going to be nominated and um so Can I just say Rob, I would have nominated you if I was in the SBC and I was a messenger. <laughs> yeah. That's what you know that. Thanks for that. Thanks. Um And I would have voted for you too. I appreciate that. That would have been the only vote that I got and I'm not even sure I would have gotten that vote because I probably would have turned it down. So there were four. You can't turn my vote down. There were four. I would have turned down the nomination. <laughs> four presidents that were nominated, or four candidates, four presidents that were nominated. First one, Albert Mueller. Second one, Mike Stone. Third one, Ed Litton. And the fourth one, Randy Adams. So. Should have voted for Randy. <laughs> should have voted for Rand. I don't know anything about Randy, but that's a solid name. <laughs> that is a solid, so. <laughs> blue collar, trustworthy name. Probably not plagiarizing any sermons <laughs> or taking anybody to court. <laughs> Anyways, so I voted for Al Mueller, all all cards on the table. And when they announced the results, Mike Stone had had the most votes. Yeah. But 
you have to have at least 50%. So with four people, mm-hmm. he didn't get 50%, but he, he had the most votes. So they took the top two, which were uh, Mike Stone and Ed Litton, yes. and Al Mohler and Randy Adams. They were no longer in the running. Peaced out. Correct. So um, this letter was released, or quote-unquote leaked, um, by, or this... I don't know if it was by Russell Moore, whatever. This letter that Russell Moore had written to yeah. J.D. Greer mm-hmm. was leaked on May 29th. So just a couple weeks before they meet. And he, by name, references Mike Stone several times yeah. in a lot of the problems that he sees with the executive committee. And it caused a lot of people at the convention who were going, or at least considering voting for him, to say, mm, you know what, if any of this stuff is true, I'm a little hesitant. And so I'm either going to refrain from voting or I'm going to vote for somebody else. Mm-hmm. So when it came to the runoff between him and Ed Litton, he still got pretty much the same votes that he had the first time around, plus a few others. But basically everyone else who was voting for the other two guys, for the most part, voted for Ed Litton. And part of that's because Danny Aiken said, hey, if you voted for Al Mohler, then Ed Litton's your guy. And so people who did not know of Ed Litton were like, oh, I guess that's the guy. And full disclosure, like, there's not a lot of time to look into that stuff. You mm-hmm. are revealed what the results are. You might have a few hours to go and do research, but there's all kinds of other stuff happening. So people aren't just, like, instantly pulling out their iPads or their computers and having three hours to go to a study hall and research right. the difference between these two. It's like, hey, this is what's going to happen. We're going to take the vote here in a few hours. And... What ended up happening was a lot of people, or more people, voted for Ed Litton. Ed Litton got the presidency. Then there's all the stuff with Ed Litton's plagiarism of sermons that is a whole other podcast episode that plenty of other people have done. So there's frustration with who the current president is. Mike Stone, who otherwise would have become the president, has seen this as a huge missed opportunity. And now he says that there's been defamation of character and he wants to bring a lawsuit. And so in the Mm -hmm. lawsuit... Mm -hmm. There, so we, we have a guy in our congregation who is an attorney. And so mm-hmm. he speaks his language. He knows how to find all this stuff. Brilliant guy. And he sent me a snip of what uh, part of the, um, the legal language, Article mm-hmm. 33 of this document says. And it's, it's, his take was, um, this is, what is it? A disgraceful but refreshingly truthful admission which I agree. So as, as I read this... What's the admission? Well, I'm, I'm getting ready to oh, read it. Sorry. Um, it's, it's really what they're getting at, why they're upset. Yeah. And why Mike Stone is upset. And this guy pointed out, which I agree with him, that mm-hmm. this is disgraceful. Yeah. But it's refreshingly truthful, refreshingly honest, that, yeah. like, hey, we're actually getting to the crux of the matter. Yeah. So this is why you're really upset. And it's disgraceful, but I'm glad you're at least being honest. Being honest yeah. So it says this. Plaintiff's business operations have already been negatively impacted by defendant's untruthful statements due to a decreased trust of and confidence in plaintiff in the religious community, and plaintiff's pastoral efforts will undoubtedly suffer decreased church attendance and a reduction in donations and honorariums because of defendant's statements, which are untruthful and have cast plaintiff in a false light. Mm. There you go. So the real the real crux money, of the money, matter money. That, that they're getting at is uh, Mike Stone's business operations have been <laughs> negatively impacted, and there's going to be a reduction in attendance and a reduction in donations and honorariums. Yes. 
And it's like, hey, this is disgraceful. Like, I'm discouraged that that's why you're taking your brother, presumed brother, to court. Um, But at least we're being honest. Right. Like, you're upset that people aren't going to be attending your church and that your church is going to be getting less money. You're losing money. Yeah, yeah. Which, don't get me wrong, if if I was one caught in that light, I would be frustrated, too. Like, I'm not at all trying to minimize Mike Stone's frustrations. Yeah, because I don't know the situation. His his problem, his issues with more might be very much just yeah and let's let's even operate on that principle just for for argument's sake yeah. that he is that he, mike stone is in the right everything Moore said was wrong or mostly wrong and it's costing mike stone um reputation you know his his ministry with all the money that's connected to that whatever yeah and there go ahead just gonna say so the, the question is is it right for mike stone to sue russell moore that is the question yeah and and here's the thing I, I have been frustrated with Russell Moore the mm. past couple of years um, because he was extremely outspoken mm-hmm. against Trump, which don't yeah. get me wrong, I agreed with him. Yeah. But then when Trump lived up to some of his promises, it mm-hmm. seemed like Russell Moore could not bring himself to acknowledge that. Mm. And and then he kind of stayed silent when some, some good things were happening. Yeah. And it seemed like he was only willing to speak out if it was something negative mm-hmm. and then some other thing, it's just this big thing, and now people eventually kind of ousted him out of the SBC, yeah. which I was not for. I did not yeah. want Russell Moore to leave the Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Mm-hmm. I thought overall but, he was doing a great job. And just context, a lot of that, him leaving, was because of Mike Stone, who led an investigation into the yes. ERC, is it ERLC. ERLC. Um, and so there's there's personal beef here. Yeah, there is. There's definitely personal beef. They yeah. do not like each other. They're not friends. No. And it's discouraging because even though I was frustrated with some of the stuff Russell Moore was doing yeah. or not doing, I did not want him to leave the ERLC. Right. Because I, for the most part, have confidence in Russell Moore. Yeah. Mike Stone, I sympathize with his position. However, now that we're, now we're talking about this, and I'm like, I'm like, dude, I don't think you should be suing Russell Moore, which is right. what we're talking right. about. So I just want to make one more comment on the Russell, the, the SBC, Russell Moore, Mike Stone, Sitch, and then I want to get to talking about the yeah. difficult situation here. And this is out of Article 15 of the London, or the London, the <laughs> 2000 Baptist, Baptist Faith and Message. And a little ways down in Article 15, which is the Christian and the social order, it says, Every Christian should seek to bring industry, government, and society as a whole under the sway of the principles of righteousness, truth, and brotherly love. In order to promote these ends, Christians should be ready to work with all men of goodwill in any good cause, always being careful to act in the spirit of love without compromising their loyalty to Christ and his truth. Hmm. So you right here their main like document. You can see why Ed Litton's disqualified. You can see why Mike Stone's disqualified yeah. now. I would say mm-hmm. that they, they're adhering they're claiming to believe and hold to a confession that they didn't deny with their actions. Yeah. And the convictions. Yeah. So anyway, so, so that's that's the situation there. Yep. So on we, to We've talked a little bit about it. There, there's tons more you could talk about. Yep. Tons more that we probably have. You probably have a lot of questions listening to this, or not. Go, go, yeah, go listen to <laughs> yeah. various other people on it. Now, Rob, can you sue me? Can I sue you? Well, let's get into that. Doug Wilson writes an article pertaining to this situation, released on Monday, October 25th, and he says this. And so the title of it is Seven Reasons Mike Stone Ought Not." Sue Russell Moore. Mm-hmm. 
So we're going to briefly go over each of those seven. Briefly. So, and then we're going to give our own yep. take. But in large part, I would say we agree with this. Yeah. So the first reason, and Rick, I don't know if you have First Corinthians 6, but first reason that mm-hmm. um, Doug Wilson gives is that the Bible prohibits it. He says, says the Apostle Paul flatly prohibits civil lawsuits of this nature between believers. So he's referencing 1 Corinthians 6, verses 1 through 6 or 1 through 7. Rick, do you have that yeah. ready? Yeah, so uh, 1 Corinthians 6. When one of you has a grievance against another, does he dare go to law before the unrighteous instead of the saints? Or do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world is to be judged by you, are you incompetent to try trivial cases? Do you not know that we are to judge angels? How much more than matters pertaining to this life? So that if you have such cases, why, why do you lay them before those who have no standing in the church? I say this to your shame. Can it be that, can it be that there is no, no one among you wise enough to settle a dispute between the brothers? But brothers go to the law against brother, and that before unbelievers? To have lawsuits at all with one another is already a defeat for you. Why not rather suffer wrong? Why not rather be defrauded? But you yourselves wrong and defraud even your own brothers. Hmm. So yeah. pretty clear, pretty explicit. Mm-hmm. Um, most of that passage is talking about, it's just saying, listen, you you have within you the means to settle these disputes. Yeah. Right, so you don't need to be going to outside jurisdiction or sources or judges. You have the means within you, um, and then, so he's dealing with just a practical side. But then he gets to the heart of it, saying, "Is it that big of a deal if you're defrauded or you're wronged? Yeah, like in light of eternity, in light mm-hmm. of the call to, to to lay down your you're you're willing to lay down your life for Christ, follow His commands, but you're not willing to be sh- defrauded, and right. taken advantage of." Yeah. No, that and that that's a great point, and we need to actually scoot here because I I have a heart out. Let's scoot. Let's scoot through these. So the battle, <laughs> the second point that he has is the well, battle. Guys, thanks for tuning in. To, tune in next week for <laughs> tune in next week for, for part two. Um, the battle in the SBC is all about biblical authority, mm-hmm. which he says all the great issues that are roiling the SBC right now: women's yeah. ordination, the meaning of ethnic justice, and the meaning of justice for victims of sexual abuse and victims of false accusation. He says it all boils down to one thing, and that one thing is a matter of biblical authority. So this, the passage, Rick, that you just read, that has authority. And are we willing to yeah. submit ourselves to that biblical authority that, hey, it's better to be defrauded, it's better to be wronged, than to take your brother into the public courts and shame the name of Christ because two brothers or two sisters are not able to resolve this within the church. It makes the church look, look shameful that we have to take our issues into the public square mm-hmm. and have an unrighteous, a a judge who is not a follower of Christ, judge between us what is true and what is righteous. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the next point that Doug brings out, which is a good point, is, is the burden of proof, right? So we know that um, contextually in 1 Corinthians 6 that the church, you know, is in the midst of a mass, like unbelievers everywhere, right? Um, and there has this idea of why would you bring any kind of lawsuit... Um, in the church, as brothers and sisters, into the realm of unbelievers. And he makes the case, and he's a post-millennialist, Doug Wilson, so he kind of ties this in. Post-mill? So he's like, you know, in 500 years, if things are like perfect or 
not perfect, but like much better. And there's Christians like serving on all the courts and all the stuff. Like there might be more um, of an argument to bring a case like this because there would be much more clarity in the judicial system as far as a Christian moral and ethic. But as far as like right now, the courts have none of those abilities Mm -hmm. because they're not, they're not Christian. They're not uh, seeking to follow the ethic of the Bible or, or the morality of Christ. So why, why would we take, um, our matters to them, and so the the burden of proof just isn't there. Yep. the The next point that he makes is on church polity, mm. which this is my favorite one. And Rick, you have a, a great um, response to this that I want you to share. But he says essentially what Mike Stone is doing to Russell Moore, mm-hmm. both being Baptist, both believing in Baptist polity, which is the autonomy of the local congregation. Mm-hmm to have its own authority, the authority of the local congregation, to call its own pastors, to make decisions for its own body, which, Rick, you and I are in that boat. We would agree with Matthew 16, Matthew 18. Jesus seems to be giving the keys of the kingdom to those who make a right profession, and those where two or three are gathered around a right profession of the the gospel. So we see that in Matthew 16, right profession. We see Matthew 18, where two or three are gathered. And so we would agree Mm -hmm. with Baptist polity, but Doug Wilson makes the point, he says, by you two taking this matter mm-hmm. into the public square, yeah. you are essentially proving that your polity is deficient, mm-hmm. and it is not able to withstand some of the issues that arise in the church. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, because you are doing this, it would seem that your polity breaks down. Yeah. And he says, whereas a Presbyterian model... We are able to say, hey, that guy in that church over there, he is wronging me. Let's do Matthew 18 here. I'll take it to the higher presbytery, the higher synod, and those, and maybe it gets up to the general assembly where the whole denomination makes a ruling, whatever it is. There are regional, quote unquote, regional elders Mm -hmm. that are able to step in and arbitrate between these two things. Whereas Baptists, because of the local authority of each congregation, they aren't able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, my response to that, which I had shared with you earlier, is that that's kind of, it's a non-issue because the, the problem here isn't a polity problem. The problem here is a submission to Scripture, right? Yeah. So Mike Stone is not submitting to Scripture. Yes. That's the problem. Yes. The, and if Russell Moore is, if he is sinning against Mike Stone, he's not submitting to, to Scripture. Mm-hmm. So even if they were Presbyterian or Anglican, right, they're, the, the structure isn't going to make them more biblical, hmm. right? It might have more natural apparatuses within to work, but that doesn't make them more biblical. So it's not a polity problem. It is a adherence to Scripture problem. And so I, I think that, you know, to to Doug Wilson's, like, point, like, if if you have two brothers in different denominations, like, how are they supposed to... Like, the Catholics are the only ones who have, like, the corner on this market. Yeah. Right? Because they, they got it all covered. Yeah. It all goes back to the Pope. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> That's a... <laughs> A broad brush, but it's true, right? Yeah. So I, I just think it's kind of a silly argument. Yeah, which that, that's an excellent point because if somebody within the Presbyterian yeah. denomination sins yeah. against someone, let's say, within the Methodist or yeah. within the Baptist, it, I mean, the, the local synod can right. step in, but... Doesn't matter. Yeah, what authority do they have? That's why it goes. It just goes back to 1 Corinthians 6. And that's what I think Paul's point is, not, you know, well, you need to appeal to the regional elders. He's saying, listen, you are you're Christians, can you not work this out? Even if you're in different denominations, even, mm-hmm. if you're, even if you're genuinely, even if you're a Catholic and you're Protestant, and that's, that's a, again, a broad brush, but you, you're claiming to adhere to the principles of Scripture. 
yeah you should be able to work this out yep yeah so um I think this next one to you. Yeah, church polity, um, and then he talks about the unbelieving judges, which he kind of references yeah, kind of under the about. burden of proof, but just essentially the judicial system, the social system, I mean, we can't even figure out what a boy is, what a girl is, what what, uh, homose- what to do with homosexuality, all these problems, and you're going to take your issues before them to mm-hmm. be ruled on? Yep. Like, how crazy is that? Yeah, agreed. Um, number six, a misguided invitation. So he said, although our federal court system is of no use at all when it comes to reflecting and defending the moral order of the world God created. So he's saying our, our current mm-hmm. uh, justice system, they're not submitting to scripture. So they're of no use for deciding what is of moral order because they're not submitting to God's moral law. Um, there's only one thing that they are really good at, he says, and this is typical Doug Wilson. He yeah. <laughs> likes to make really definitive statements that are a little bit controversial. So <laughs> take it for one of this. That's another statement, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's one thing that they are really good at. They are really good at aggrandizing power, yes. which, I mean, he's, he's, he has yeah, a point. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. the federal government is good about t- stepping in, exercising power, yeah. and not relinquishing it. Yeah. And so he says this is a misguided invitation to invite the federal government into the dealings of the church. Yeah. The, the church the church is the one that originally wanted separation of church and state. Yeah. Like, hey, right. you have the state matters that you need to take care of, mm-hmm. Romans 13. We, 1 Corinthians 6, are going to take care of our church matters, and we need there to be a separation. We don't want you to come in and tell us how to worship, how to run our church services, how to worship our God. And so, therefore, Doug Wilson makes the point, we don't want to have a misguided invitation to invite the federal government in here to tell us how yeah. to live amongst one another. Right, right. Yeah, and, and just on that, like even parenting, I mean, you know, at some point you 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 have to kind of intervene, but as you get older, we have some, some good friends who are, you know, their kids, like, you know, when they're like four or five and six, they'll kind of be at it, and they'll say, just let them work it out. Like, they know when to yeah. step in, right? They But just kind of let, let them figure it out, like work it out. We don't have to just run to the government, like, well, you know, this isn't working out the way I want it, so let's get someone who's more powerful. Right. Um, and he talks about the last point is just the issue of embarrassment. And, um, you know, Paul says, I speak this to your shame in verse 5. Like, it's it a shameful thing. And, and for uh, the Apostle Paul to use that language, it's strong, robust language, to your shame. Yeah. So as Christians, we are, we're bringing, a lot of times we're bringing lawsuits because our pride has been hurt. Primarily, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I mean, we've, we've lost things, but our pride is the main thing. We want to vindicate ourselves, and man, you're bringing shame and reproach on the church and on Christ, and and you, your your identity, your your pride, I should say, who is nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. It's okay, not so so, it. so I've got so, like four minutes here. So let's let's do this. When would be a an acceptable time for a Christian mm-hmm. to sue another Christian? Yeah, so we were talking about this earlier. I don't know. Like, I can't say this is when it is acceptable. Um, it does seem that it's not acceptable when it is over um, issues of your own pride. So, it's, for instance, defamation here. Defamation, right? Man, they've, they've, they've hurt my, my image. Mm-hmm. Or, um, it, this is why I have to be kind of careful. Like, it, it seems to be not right if you're just suing over monetary issues. You know, taking someone to small claims court because in the church because they didn't fix your roof the way you paid them to, like that's a yeah. bummer. Well, I mean, know? that's an issue. But then, what if yeah. somebody stole your entire savings? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm not in that situation, so it's yeah. hard to comment. But I don't. 
um, I don't know. One, the, the, the practical question, can you get that back? You know, if yeah, because you, you have a responsibility to provide for your family. Right, yeah. So that's the first thing you have to do. And then you have to think about, um, yeah, is that, have you gone through the, the Matthew 18? Have you, what has that looked like, you know? I think that's helpful. Yeah. Um, talking through the, the Matthew, like the first response should be Matthew 18, is seek them yourself. And if that doesn't work, bring one or two others into the matter. If that doesn't work, let the church know and, and trust that the church can step in. Even if that is somebody at a different church, to be able to go to their elders and say, hey, this guy has wronged me. Here's yeah. how it is. Here's a couple people who have affirmed this. If you need to bring a couple people into this, like we would welcome that. But we need to let you know that this brother seems yeah. to be an unrepentant sin, yeah. and we're not seeing fruit that is consistent with repentance. Mm-hmm. So that needs to happen first. And then, yeah. again, <laughs> certainly not legal, um, not legal counsel here. <laughs> But then, after you've gone through that, if the situation calls for it, um, perhaps... So, for instance, we were talking about a situation where, let's say someone's upset with the church, yeah, and they decide, you know what, I'm just going to totally vandalize the building at night, and, and mm-hmm. let's, say, let's just go to the extreme. They set the building on fire. Yeah. Do you take that person to court? You very well could. It's a criminal act, mm-hmm. so you can press criminal charges, or depending on the person and their repentance, you can just say, "Hey, we're forg- we're gonna forgive you," yep. and our insurance is going to pay for it. Now, the insurance company might want a piece of the flesh. I don't know how that works, but yep. you have the ability to then forgive and not press charges. Yep. Or you have the ability to press charges because I mean it, it's criminal. criminal. I mean yeah. it's within the and they've committed a crime, the jurisdiction of the state. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Whereas defamation, um, I, I right. had to look this up. But defamation, it's actually not a crime. Right. It's legal term a tort yeah. a civil wrong rather than a criminal wrong yeah exactly there you go okay so i'm sure that didn't answer everybody's <laughs> questions we really went over that quickly but this whole situation with mike stone just to wrap it up mike stone russell moore is shameful it is it's disappointing it's yeah. disappointing that this thing that russell moore quote-unquote leaked mm-hmm. would have been leaked when it was especially considering how long he had the information, if he just yeah. sat on that for as long as he did until yeah. this moment, that seems very political, that seems very vengeful, and if the information is as important as he made it out to be, he should have been bringing this to people's attention long before, and he should have brought yeah. civil authorities into it long before mm-hmm. a leaked letter. Yeah, absolutely. Mike Stone responding by taking him to court, Yeah, that's also shameful. I mean, we should be able, as brothers and sisters, to uh, submit to First Corinthians 6 and yes. get this resolved within the yeah. church. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would like to see Mike Stone just drop this yeah. and say, okay, what he said was wrong. I, I'll suffer for that if it was in fact wrong. Yeah. Like what he said was wrong. Yeah. I'll suffer for that. And the Lord will, will make it right. Lots of repentance needed from all parties, yeah. I would say. Yeah, so if you're considering it, you should totally join the SBC. <laughs> That's our closing <laughs> argument. That's Rob's closing argument. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still working on Rick. <laughs> But anyways, there's a a lot there. I'm sure we could talk about more. Um, If you guys have more questions about it, feel free to send them in. I apologize for having to jump off here. I've got a heart out. So peace out. Peace out. Peace out.